Mike, years ago we talked about the Great Molasses Flood. Do you remember that episode? Come on, unforgettable. It's uh, really that thing has really been sticky in my mind. I see what you did there. Are we gonna go back to plumb those depths today? In a way, there have been several other non-water floods, which is just a funny phrase. I mean, it's tragic, but kind of funny. Uh, and today we're gonna talk about uh, some more of them. Well, old chap. Let's start in the neck of the woods in old London town, shall we? Let's do it. The Great London Beer Flood took place on October 17th, 1814. The disaster claimed the lives of eight people, five of whom were mourners at the wake being held by an Irish family for a two-year-old boy. That is terrible. It truly is, and I regret my jolly accent, (laughs) which began this conversation. This accident took place at the Horseshoe Brewery, which was owned by Sir Henry Muir. Henry was taking after his father, Sir Richard Muir, who had a background in brewery ownership and operation. In fact, at a previous company, Richard had constructed a massive beer brewing vat. Massive is right. That thing could hold 3.3 million liters of beer. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. Uh, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> that's about 860,000 U.S. gallons. The vat apparently made such an impression on young Henry that when he entered the family business, he constructed his own large vat at Horseshoe Brewery. Mm-hmm. I'll show you, Dad. I'll build a vat, too. And this vat was built with wood and measured 22 feet in height. <laughs> Huge iron hoops were used to help keep it together during the months-long beer-making process. It was one of those iron bands that caught the attention of a horseshoe employee on the day in question. At the time, the vat was completely full, but uh, one of the bands had slipped a little bit from its place, but apparently this had happened before, and the employee was told that a repair would be made at a later date and not to worry about it. All of a sudden, you you know what we're going to say. I don't even need to tell you, but you know what I'm going to say. The giant vat burst open, flooding the immediate area. The force generated from the rush of liquid damaged another nearby vat, which then also began to empty its contents into the street. Almost 400,000 U.S. gallons of beer were released, nearly destroying the rear of the brewery. So that's, I don't know, one point something million liters as well. A 15 foot wave of beer rushed outward also destroying two nearby homes and damaging others Uh, those killed that we talked about earlier the eight that were killed were in the homes at the time of their destruction other buildings in the area had their cellars filled with beer in the days after the accident reports arose of mass drunkenness and even a death due to alcohol poisoning taking place in the area but the validity of those stories is in doubt i don't believe this <laughs> like, Wait, the he... only reason this would have happened is if people were just drinking the beer like i think the is how not... are you going to get it out of the basement mike i think this is meant to be like oh there was just beer in the air and it made them drunk no everyone's just drinking the beer if anything right eventually Somehow, this incident was ruled as an act of God, and the company did not have to pay any compensation to victims or their families. However, as you may imagine, this almost put the company out of business due to the damage to their equipment and the building and their reputation, but the company was then saved by an emergency grant by the government. Gotta love a beer bailout, you know what I mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> the vat was too big to fail. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Indeed. Nevertheless, the Horseshoe Brewery closed in 1921 when production was moved to a new site. Today, the site is the home of the Dominion Theatre in the West End of London. I didn't know this. I used uh, We Will Rock You was there for like forever. I saw We Will Rock You there. That's cool. There's something else there. I was going to ask if you had been. It looks beautiful. Uh, the Dominion is an incredible theatre. It's one of the theatres in London which just has a permanent musical for like a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bunch like that, right? And this is one of them. And it's in a really prime location. Well, maybe they'll do a musical about the Great Bear Flood. Maybe. You know what? I'm going to go pitch it to them. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, and content. Whatever you need to do, Squarespace has got you covered. With Squarespace, uh, you are set to sell products on the online store. They have everything you need, physical, digital products, Squarespace can handle it all. And you can also uh, tell the stories of your products through blogging or hosting videos on, on your site. Their blogging tools are really powerful. You can categorize, share, and even schedule your posts to make your content work for you. I love building on Squarespace. It's easy to make something that looks awesome and performs very, very well. If you're looking to build a website, you should check out Squarespace. Head on over to squarespace.com ungenius for a free trial with no credit card required. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code ungenius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name. Once again, that's squarespace.com ungenius and the code ungenius for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of Ungenius. The Dominion Theater declined. Th- that was fast. Not, not interested. Yeah, not interested. They, they weren't interested. They got other things going They're on. They're drinking the beer out of the cellar, you know? <laughs> so what's next? What is next? So we're going to now go to New York City in 1919. Okay, hang on a second. You made me do an accent. Mm-hmm. So I want you to do your best New York accent. I don't. You Come know on, get... that all my hey! accents just turn turn into be Australian. We're recording here. Hey! Come on, just give it. There we go. There you go. He got it. He got it. So, 1919, New York City. A fire breaks out at the Rockward and Company factory, which led to a flood of chocolate oozing into the street. The fire first broke out in the shipping department of the factory, where large quantities of chocolate were stored in burlap bags. The fire started overnight and had been burning for some time before it was eventually discovered. It took firefighters some three hours to put out the blaze. Water sent into the building via fire hose would run back out of the building, now intermixed with melted chocolate. Once this slurry cooled, it solidified on the street, over curbs, and in the sewers in the area surrounding the building. And then, then the nearby milk factory exploded, and then there was chocolate milk. <laughs> this this scene attracted a bunch of kids. Of course, um, it did for the, for the real chocolate, who were eventually shooed away by public officials. I'm sure, incredibly high on sugar at that point. Lastly, we need to jump all the way to 2017, when 7.4 million U.S. gallons of juices flooded the streets of Lebanon, Russia, as well as the Don River after the collapse of a PepsiCo warehouse. 
The warehouse in question was the center of Pepsi's operations in Russia. The roof of the building collapsed unexpectedly, as roofs tend to collapse, you know, <laughs> usually is unexpectedly. Two people suffered major injuries, but fortunately no one was killed in the collapse or the ensuing flood. There was some concern that the juices might damage the aquatic e- ecosystem of the river, but thankfully no long-term damage seems to have been done. Can I ask you what juices means? Like, what is what is juices? What are we talking about here? Wikipedia was not super specific about this. Okay. I mean, Pepsi does make juice products. I also assumed, like, maybe it's some of the ingredients that the go syrups? into... Yeah. Juices. Factory juices. <laughs> As this took place more recently, right, in modern times, you can imagine there is footage of it on YouTube. In a link in the show notes, you can see dri- cars driving through the sticky juice. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if this is on YouTube. Yes, it was. <laughs> Definitely. Of course it is. And everybody knows there's dash cams in Russia. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. if there's one thing that they do, it's that. Uh, after the accident, the company offered to pay all damages and worked with local officials on cleanup efforts. Hmm. So they did a better job than the beer company did. That's for sure. Our thanks to Lee, who wrote in with a suggestion to cover the London beer flood. Uh, you can find links to topics we spoke about today, as well as our molasses flood episode which was a while back now all that's in the show notes at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 155 while you're there you can send us an email with your favorite weird wikipedia topic it'll go on the list for a future episode you can also do that on twitter the show is at ungenius you can find mike there as i mike i-m-y-k-e and you can follow me on twitter as i-s-m-h and next time we go surfing on something other than water mike Say goodbye. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.